Need more energy throughout the day? Looking for a kick to your workout? RockinThatIDLife.com has you covered with delicious flavors you've grown to love in tropical fruit and mixed berry, but now fall in love with the new fruit punch and orange flavors. Try them all at RockinThatIDLife.com. Realtor Mike Burgoyne with Real Brokerage LLC makes the moving process easier. Work with a realtor who plays and studies the game and will work as hard as the boys on the ice to get you the best deal. Check out Mike on the web at strikewithmike.com and jumpstart your move today. That's strikewithmike.com. This is Let's Go Blues Radio starring Jeff Ponder and two other guys. What is the worst goal you feel like you have ever given up in your career? Oh, I got to pick just one. There's so uh, <laughs> just one. How about, okay, let me, let me. Uh... Cheap, lying, no good, rotten, four-flushing, low-life, snake-licking, dirt-eating, inbred, <laughs> overstuffed, ignorant, blood-sucking, dog-kissing. amazing how in the morning I'd wake up and I couldn't find my toothbrush and then I realized it was floating in the back of the toilet and then I put one and one together and I knew who did it. <laughs> I was Gilmore. When a guy misses a slap shot, the first thing he does is look at his stick. <laughs> yeah, it really has nothing to do with the stick. Now the girls won't do that. The girls will internalize. They'll blame themselves when there's a mistake with guys that Jokin it came down from, from uh, I believe it was the LA Kings we were affiliated with at the time. And the guy just had just a, just a rotten attitude. Never thought highly of him, uh, you know, from that standpoint. So, yeah. And that's right. The summer series has begun, albeit a little earlier than we had hoped. Uh, this is Let's Go Blues Radio, and I'm your host, Jeff Ponder. Thanks for tuning in this week as we kick off the summer in April. Feels weird. Uh, support for Let's Go Blues Radio is brought to you in part by RockinThatIDLife.com, where we help you make every workout, every meal count, do life better. And by Mike Burgoyne of Real Brokerage Realty. Use StrikeWithMike.com to search properties in your area and to contact Mike, who will help put you in your dream home or sell your current home. And by Center Ice Brewery, which serves St. Louis with flavorful hockey-themed beer, Find your new favorite brew at local grocery and liquor stores throughout the St. Louis area. This is franchise episode number 410 all time. This is season 12, episode 1, and we're kicking it off with a nice special guest today, which we will get to uh, in just a couple minutes, but that guest is Vanessa Graff. She joins the show to discuss uh, the usual suspects in terms of prospects, uh, but also She's got a couple ones that she's really excited to talk about, including Marc-André Gadot, uh, Leo Loof, Landon Sim, and others. And, of course, we talk about the goaltending in Springfield, uh, which is uh, uh, on the rise and looks good. And um, should be seeing one of those guys in St. Louis next year. I think everybody knows what I'm talking about. Uh, and uh, just remember, too, we're going to have plenty of interviews throughout the summer. But more importantly, with these summer shows... We're starting our all-time team reveals next month. So, if case maybe you just tune in for the summer series, I don't know. I don't think anybody does, but if you do, uh, the, uh, the the theme this year is Blues All-Time Team. We are picking uh, with a panel, help from a panel, as well as people on Twitter uh, making votes on who belongs on the Blues All-Time Team. Uh, so... Again, we have a panel that's kind of selecting the first couple people and saying, okay, these people need to be included. Uh, and we've got a, a for each position in terms of forwards, we have eight forwards. Uh, and then it would be six left-handed D, six right D, uh, four goalies, four coaches. Um, and yeah, and basically we're dwindling that down to a roster. Uh, and so how we're doing that, Panelists are picking their their teams who they deserve they think belongs, and then we have Twitter polls of people coming on and, and picking of those panelists picks who belongs, and uh, so who is this panel? Who are these people? Well, we're going to reveal that right now. So first of all, you've got the Let's Go Blues Radio crew, which is me, Kurt Price, Bill Day, and of course producer Austin 
who has a very uh, limited, uh, he hasn't seen as many Blues games as us as he's a younger man, but that's what I wanted. I wanted to make sure that every fan base was included here, every person of the fan base. Uh, we also have a couple podcasters, uh, fellow podcasters, Jason Martin of the Blues Hockey Podcast, as well as uh, Stephen Ground, Two Guys, One Cup, uh, both friends of the show we've had on multiple times, and uh, hopefully we'll be having them on again to talk about some of their picks. Uh, actually, that, that goes for a lot of these people. Uh, so happy to have them in- included. And then we also have, from the media, uh, Jeremy Rutherford of The Athletic and then Lou Korak of Sports Illustrated and NHL.com. They both have joined in. And uh, they're part of the panel as well. So they, they kind of provide a little bit more expert analysis uh, maybe than the rest of us do as we're making more kind of based on fan votes, right? Uh, and then uh, we have three just fans and friends of our show. Uh, Dr. Nighthawk, if you follow her on Twitter, she's great. Uh, Dr. Nighthawk is our first fan. Vanessa Graff, who we will be talking to here in a couple minutes. And then Ken Morris, a uh, friend of the show, guy that uh, if you – Listen, or even if you watch the live shows with us, uh, when we do them live, Ken's always in the chat. So I'm sure you've heard his name if you're a listener of this show. So very happy to have that set of 11 people picking who belongs on this team. And then again, that all dwindles down into Twitter polls, which are running right now uh, on our Twitter page over at LGB Radio. Uh, So right now, if you go on there, you'll see there's a vote running for the uh, left-handed defenseman. So we already had our first poll, which was Chris Pronger, Jay Bomeister, and Bob Gassoff. The second poll for left-handed D is now Barrett Jackman, Barclay Plager, and Scott Stevens. So go on there, vote. Who is it that uh, belongs on the team? And remember to comment on the Twitter poll as well for a chance to win a prize. So uh, again, if you're not just voting, if you vote and then you say, well, I voted for Barrett Jackman because of Y, or I didn't vote for Barkley Plager because of Z, uh, whatever it is, it, why you voted the way you voted, uh, comment on the Twitter poll. Tell me why we might feature your comment on the show when we reveal who's going to be on the team and, uh, you have a chance to win a prize. I've got multiple prizes this summer, so Um, keep that going. And then also I'll be posting the link in Facebook as well on our Facebook page over at let's go blues radio. So, um, if you don't have a Twitter, but you want to still, you can still go on and vote, even though you don't have a, uh, a Twitter username, but if you want to comment in Facebook, so that way you're eligible for a prize that is also acceptable. So keep that in mind. But yes, uh, all blues, all time team, we are rolling right now on social media. So make sure you go out and check that out. Well, uh, coming up, we're going to hear from our friend Vanessa. Uh, we're going to sit down and talk about some Blues prospects. Again, she knows Thunderbirds very well, but then I just found out she knows a ton about other prospects in the Blues system as well. She's done a ton of research on it um, and seen some game tape. So we are going to talk to Vanessa uh, right after this break from our awesome sponsors. We'll return after these messages. Every beer league hockey night, I grab my hockey bag and sticks and throw them in the trunk of my car. And the very next thing I do, I mix up a boost of energy courtesy of RockinThatIDLife.com. It's formulated to break up its delivery in three ways, which helps me get through all three periods of hockey. Phase one provides a rapid onset of energy, concentration, alertness, and motivation. By period two, I'm receiving a dose of sustained energy, increased focus, metabolism, cognitive function, performance, and feelings of well-being, which I need with the way I play. In Phase 3, I'm getting fatigue protection without jitters and crash, an elevated mood and a reduction of fluid retention to help me make the big play when it counts. This same triphasic approach helps me when I drink it during work hours or simply just for a pick-me-up when I need it. Try one of the four energy flavors by visiting rockinthatidlife.com, but make sure to email Dustin at rockinthatidlife at gmail.com and tell him Let's Go Blues Radio sent you to receive an additional 10% off your order. That's rockinthatidlife.com. Center Ice Brewery is a beer lover's dream for hockey fans. Based in St. Louis, Missouri, owner Steve Albers has been brewing hockey-themed favorites for thirsty sports fans since 2017. 
From the Beauty IPA to the Old Arena Lager, a cold, frosty, hockey-themed beer is just what the doctor ordered for hockey fans in St. Louis. Make sure to check your local beer store for Center Ice Brewery beer today. LGB, let's go beer. During the magical 2019 playoff run, I was in the midst of buying my current home. Every time I spoke with my realtor, obviously, home buying was the discussion. But in the back of my mind, I couldn't stop thinking about what was destined to happen for our St. Louis hockey team. If only there were a realtor who could have walked me through the process, held my hand when needed, but was there to be a sounding board when I wanted to complain about a certain hand pass goal. Let realtor Mike Burgoyne with Real Brokerage be that for you. He'll have your needs top of mind as he skates you through the home buying or selling process, dangling you past any obstacles and assisting on all your home goals. Check out strikewithmike.com for more information or give him a call directly at 314-753-4060. That's Mike Burgoyne with Real Brokerage at strikewithmike.com and that number again is 314-753-4060. Don't forget to tell Mike that Let's Go Blues Radio sent you. And now, back to Let's Go Blues Radio, the longest running St. Louis Blues podcast with Price, Ponder, and Day. This is Jeff with Let's Go Blues Radio, and uh, in this segment, I am joined by friend of the show, Vanessa Graff. Vanessa's been on multiple times to talk about the Springfield Thunderbirds, as well as uh, just guest hosted on this show before. So Vanessa's a, a longtime friend. Now she's here to talk about all kinds of prospects, not just the Thunderbirds. Vanessa, thank you very much for joining me today. Yeah, it's not a problem. And uh, for those of you on video, you can tell uh, we're both sporting some MLS stuff. Love the scarf. That's, that's a good luck. I think my wife got the same. Yep, that's good. Uh, <laughs> yep. And then uh, uh, yeah, show off the hat, too. Yeah, that's, that's a beaut. Oh, yeah. That. All the way back from 2017, one of the few really good Pride events they had. Yeah, that's a uh, Blues Pride hat, which I told Vanessa before we started. I don't think I've seen that before, so that's phenomenal. Love that that exists. So, uh, Vanessa, what you been up to in the last year, uh, other than watching some bad Blues hockey? Uh, Getting my health back, uh, getting back to skating, working on a couple of different topics, playing some D&D, being a nerd. Of course. (laughs) <laughs> uh, so you've been uh, yeah. skating over at the rp lumber center still yeah i still am nice very cool good good rink for those of you in uh, the area of uh southern illinois there it's a that's probably the, in my opinion i've skated in a couple with that one it's brand new so that helps but i think it's the best rink in southern illinois Oof. Disagree? you're gonna cause some fights from people in granite city for that one <laughs> Sorry, Granite City. But no, I, right. I do agree. It It is a very, very good rank. Yes. I am taking a, about a month or two off because I'm having an issue with my foot. But mm. well, no, it, it's worth it. Yeah, no, it's a, it's a beauty rank. And like I said, we did the, for those who haven't seen it, we uh, actually did a tour of the rink last summer uh, as they opened. And it's not just a rink. I mean, it's a whole facility. Workout mm-hmm. area, track, uh, hangout area for kids. Just a really cool rink. Yep, it's right behind the high school of Edwardsville, yep. my alma mater. Very nice. Well, you, you got a plaque hanging up at Edwardsville, right? Uh, Maybe a monument with your face? I mean, what's the deal? A bust somewhere? No. No, I'm actually part of the class that graduated from there that actually purchased a full-size uh, copper tiger statue that sits in the main lobby. Well, that's pretty cool. That was our that was our donation and token of appreciation for the school. Nice. That's it's great. a very nice. It's a very well detailed statue too. It's really good. Wow. Thankfully, I, it's hollow, so it didn't cost like twenty times more. But yeah, it still looks uh, pretty good. I don't think we did anything for my school when we graduated. It was just kind of like, <laughs> see ya. Mm-hmm. They were happy to be rid of us, though. I don't blame them. Yeah, it it used to be a tradition that the graduating class would fundraise for some kind of project or some kind of thing to give to the school to show off. Like, 
these students appreciated us so much that they did this for us and for the school in, in general. One year, uh, someone, one class did a fundraiser to build a giant computer lab, which is colloquially near, uh, termed the uh, fishbowl. Because <laughs> it's you when you're in the lobby, you can literally see into it. It's a very nice computer lab, too. And it's specifically to be used for either extra classwork or studying or writing up papers and stuff. Nice. Wow, that's yeah. impressive. Again, we didn't do anything like that when I graduated. Yeah, it, <laughs> it was really cool. That's great. Nice yep. tradition there at Edwardsville. Very cool. Uh, so talking about traditions, the Springfield Thunderbirds uh, have the tradition of making the playoffs recently. Uh, everybody knows yes, about their Calder Cup run uh, last year. So uh, here we go. It's the new season. Blues didn't make the playoffs, but you're thinking, hey, you know what? The Blues didn't make it, but I can root on the Thunderbirds. They can be the team I'll root for. If you're wanting to get on that bandwagon now, you are too late. They have lost uh, the first <sighs> round of the AHL playoffs. For those who don't know, is a best of three. Uh, they lost the first two games and not in good fashion either. First game, a six to one loss. Game two is a 7-1 loss. Yes, Joel Hofer was the starting goalie of both those games. Just a rough, rough, rough series for uh, for the Springfield Thunderbirds. Yep. Uh, to me, just from looking at the stats, it did not look they were like they were able to really do much offensively. Even though, unfortunately, they went 9-4 and four against that specific team they were facing in the regular season. Which yeah, the Hartford just back. does not help. Yeah, that hurts a little bit. <laughs> it does. And you really can't put this on Hofer because his stats the entire season were ranked in the top 10 to 15 easily. Yeah, yeah you got to wonder how bad that it, uh, defense was. We we talked before the uh, we went on here and uh, uh, you had mentioned that you felt like maybe uh, some of those bad defensive habits – when they brought back down the Samarokovs, mm-hmm. the Tuckers, maybe those spilled into the Springfield game. No, and it does feel like it. It yeah. it honestly felt like all of the call-ups that we ended up doing this year for the Blues, it may have actually backfired for the ending portion of the AHL because I don't really think they were able to gel as well as they could have. And that that's just a trickle down effect, unfortunately, with how bad our season ended up happening. Yeah. Well, uh, the uh, only goal scorers for Springfield in the series were Adam Gaudet, who was acquired in the Ryan O'Reilly trade, mm-hmm. and then Will Bitten, who was a nice uh, addition for, uh, well, the Blues for a short period, and uh, the Thunderbirds when he played for them as well. Uh, so the only two yep. goal scorers were those guys and Nikita Alexandrov, a name that Blues fans are familiar with led the team Mary. with two assists. So what uh from so Excuse you me. saw Alexandrov play for the Blues, we'll start with him. Mm-hmm. Uh you saw him play for the Blues as well as the Thunderbirds. What was your take on his season this year? My take with Alexandrov is he very much showed that he is very he's very competent, a very good sense of awareness in his game. He understands what's happening. He understands where he needs to go, which is a huge plus when it comes to playing for Baruby. Like Baruby is the kind of coach that you have to know what you're doing or he's going to chew you out. We've seen that. For me, for me, that was the biggest thing for a prospect. Um, that's why Jake Neighbors had to do a conditioning stint early on in the season. But this is also why Alexandrov was called up so often. Ruby saw that he knew what he was doing. He was performing great in the AHL as well. He went 19 and 19, 38 points in 41 games with all the call ups. Mm. That's amazing for a young player in the AHL. Yeah. Like, that's actually really fucking crazy. Yep. Yeah. And uh, I'll say when he was a blue, I. I you you called it uh, with his positioning. He always seemed to be the guy that was always in the right position at all times. He, you know, he's not mm-hmm. like the the guy who's going to set up in the slot and be a goal scorer. But 
if there's an outlet that needs to be made, he's there ready for that outlet. He's right where he needs to be so the defense can move the puck up. And, again, he's in the offensive zone. He always seems like he's in the right spot. He doesn't ever seem to really get beat out on his body positioning, which I liked a mm-hmm. lot. Um, just a, a, a solid player for this, well, mostly Springfield. But uh, your take on him possibly being a full-time blue next year? To be honest, I think he has a very – like he has a 90% shot at doing it. Especially if he centers the fourth line. If Barbashev doesn't come back, if we try and resign him – like I can easily see Alexandrov taking over the fourth line, but as well being a utility for the third line as well. I mean, yeah. yes, he didn't score a lot of points, but at the same time, this was his first time ever touching the NHL level of play. And he still got seven points total in 28 games. Mm. I mean, even the best part, he was playing on the fourth line. He didn't have a negative plus minus. At all. That's huge. That's huge. Yep, I agree. Because it's usually nine times out of ten, the fourth line is what gets scored on. Yep. And let's uh, let's also say, who would you rather have? Nikita Alexandrov? Logan Brown. Give me Alexandrov. <sighs> oh, yeah. <laughs> I, I will unfortunately say that, yes. When it comes to Logan Brown, I feel like he needs a full season in the AHL to actually find his game. Like at this point, with with how many times he's had to try and restart his progress, just as a prospect in the sense uh, in the Ottawa Senators uh, organization, it he just needs a full season in one spot to where he can build his game up completely, and then I if mean, he doesn't do anything with it the next year, then that's fine. He can find a different organization to try for. Yeah, I, I think that his game is very much lacking. And and we talked about him last week, actually, um, mm-hmm. on the show, that we feel like he's a guy that when he came up, it was like, okay, like if he just puts his game together and becomes consistent, this mm-hmm. guy is an easily an NHL third liner. And if he can center a line, that's great. But to me, he didn't do anything this year. Every, there was plenty of opportunities for him to step in and play a big role and he just never grabbed the reins and went for it. No, that's for sure. I mean, I'll I'll harp back on the Ottawa Senators. Their ability to develop prospects has not been that good, especially during the time the Logan Brown was there. Like it was just a constant losing losing streaks, both AHL and NHL for a majority of the time and I understand they picked him, but they should have picked someone that would fit their system better. He didn't. Yeah. And he's suffering for it, unfortunately. Yep. Yeah, I don't think we'll see him. Maybe you're right. Maybe he gets a chance to come back and play for Springfield, but I don't think the Blues have any interest in bringing him back. I think we'll see him somewhere else. It's just a matter of we're going to see him in the NHL, the AHL, or Mm -hmm. somewhere lower. I think right now... DA might throw him a small bone and give him a shot just to play in the AHL only for one season. Hmm. And this to me is a last ditch prove it. Like yeah. you you need to show something. You have to. Yep. Well, so. let's let's uh talk about someone a little bit more positive, somebody who did yeah. show something this year. Joel Hofer, a uh, guy that I know oh, every boy. member of this show is very excited about. Uh, you said it. Had some unbelievable stats in, this, in uh, uh, the AHL this year, as well as playing mm-hmm. well for the Blues when he stepped in. Uh, your take on his game, and again, if he's a guy that, that you think is ready for the prime time next season in the NHL. Yeah, so I'll start this off immediately. He is very much ready. He is very much ready. Don't take into account his two games this postseason for the AHL. They're outliers when you actually look at his like his play in general. His regular season stats this year were exponentially better than last season. And last season, he carried the Springfield Thunderbirds to the finals. Like, 
He's ready, huh? He's ready to go. He I- is ready. He played more games. He increases GAA. Uh, or not increased. He decreased it. He increased the safe percentage. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I always do that. Don't mind me on that. Oh, I, I'm and with you. <laughs> he got at least five shutouts and did it in style. Yeah. Like, that is something you want in a goaltender who will eventually, in my opinion, he will replace Bennington as starter. I could definitely see that. I think he is definitely the successor to Bennington. But as far as the next couple seasons go, I'm loving an idea of an 1A, 1B, a backup starter, whatever. Whatever the mix is of Hofer Bennington, I'm excited about it. Yeah, and it can easily be that for sure. And honestly, I think potentially after this year or after um, next season, it's more of a 1A, 1A. Yeah, possibly. Because even with the small, like, what was it, three or four different games that he played for the NHL this year, mm-hmm. like, he was still good. Oh, yeah. Yeah, he got blown out by Detroit, but at the same time, Detroit's also an outlier when it comes to games. So it's like, we can easily do something with that. Yeah, he had uh, the, the rough game against L.A. that they sent him down for, and then I yep. thought his last game against Dallas was meh. But at the same time, again, we've bitched about this defense <laughs> all year long. Right. And and I think they showed their – because I think when he first came up, it was very much a play for the kid, let's play some solid D, let's mm-hmm. build his confidence. But by the time yeah. he was, was at the end of his season and, and he, he was kind of the, okay, this kid's played for us a couple times, you didn't see that urgency from the Blues D. And unfortunately, he got a little lit up. And that's not his fault. Yeah. Bad defense in front of him. No, that's for sure. It, and uh, I believe it was Justin Falk. Like, he said it in his uh, end of season presser. Things just slipped for all yep. of the defense, the responsibility, everything. I mean, you had a rookie goalie come in and stop a one timer from Ovechkin, which should have been a guaranteed goal. And he stopped it. With his head, like, kid has some guts. He's got some guts. Yeah, he does. (laughs) Uh, So what about uh, the other goalie that played a lot there in Springfield this year, Vadim (sighs) Jarenko? What are your thoughts on his play? He was called up for the Blues, never actually played, just backed up. So his time Mm -hmm. in Springfield, how did uh, did he look to you? For me – I actually think D.A. Uh, Doug Armstrong found a diamond in the rough. This kid was drafted in the seventh round. He comes over from the Finnish league, uh, Liga, and this guy played out of his mind in the AHL. Like, he was in the top 15, same as Hofer. Yeah. His save percentage was by far one of the best in the league, too, with a 9.13, like, that's amazing for a freshman. Yeah. Yeah, I when when he was called up, we were all begging, like, why not get him a start? Yeah. Put this kid in there and let's just <laughs> see what you got in him because he's having a great year in Springfield. Let's see how he reacts to an NHL call-up. Yeah. No, and even during the preseason, he he played really well in the one or two games they had him play, like, half of them. Yep. He was really good. I, I remember that conversation uh, when we were talking about the you know how he's getting starts and he was mm-hmm. I think he was the second I guess the second to last goalie sent down and I remember we were, I was saying that I'm like they might have something in the Sharenko kid like yeah there might be something here we didn't see before and again we'll see what step he takes next year in Springfield yeah. I I really think that he will take the reins in Springfield, especially considering there's not a lot of other goalies that are even worth a lick. I'll I'll quickly touch on um, uh, Colton Ellis. He was drafted in the third round of the same year as Ranko, and he just he's fallen pretty hard on his development. Like, he's been stuck in the ECHL, and he isn't playing up to his potential as a third-rounder. Yeah. And you have Zarenko, who is actually known on the in Springfield as Big Z, which is pretty funny. Yeah. Yeah, he's playing like a second-round goalie prospect. Like, That's- he is playing out of his mind, and he is a freaking gem. 
So that kind of brings me to Tyler Tucker, a guy who, again, another seventh okay. round pick who has stepped up and played well. And, there he and is. For whatever reason, and okay, I don't want to say forever reason, but he has become a darling in St. Louis, as you know. Like, oh, yeah. Fans love him, and they love the, the grit, the determination. I, I love him because, you know, I love his path to the NHL. Uh, seventh mm-hmm. round pick again, and a kid that just worked and worked and worked in juniors. Now he becomes a great player in the AHL, a good, def- a great defenseman. And now we're talking about him possibly being on the opening day lineup next year for the St. Louis Blues. So again, in step terms of progression, his play in Springfield, the opening he got in St. Louis, uh, your take on Tyler Tucker's movement this year. And again, will he be a blue next season full time? Yeah. So Tyler Tucker to me is what you want to have happen with a defenseman who develops in your system. This guy is giving me Joel Edmondson without the massive amount of penalties. Like he's given me that positionality, that defensive zone structure. He's giving me that toughness, that grit. Like that's, that's awesome. That's good to hear. Yeah. In the a- <laughs> oh yeah. In the AHL, he played the same number of games as Alexandrov and he scored well above his normal. And even in the NHL, he put up points. Yes, he got lit up because the rest of the defense was lackluster. We know this. We're not going to harp on it as much. Right. But he still showed up as a rookie, and he played his heart out every night. You could tell. Yep. Yes, a couple of mistakes, but that's what happens when you play against the best in the world. So that's kind of uh, a conversation that we had on this show recently about him was – Yes, he's gritty. We love the, the, to see that type of play out of him, but it did feel like sometimes maybe he made the extra physical play that knocked himself out of positioning and kind mm. of was creeping in his game a little bit more and more. I think he thought he had to do a little bit more to stay in the lineup, and it just actually ended up, I think, causing issues, and eventually he got sent down. So do you see that as uh, – uh, first of all, do you see it the same way as, as we do? And if you do – you know, what uh, do you think he makes a correction going into next season? I can see him making a correction. I I do agree with you that he was kind of making some plays that were questionable, but I feel that they were more directed towards he's trying to help the team and help the defense because the defense was just not clicking. Mm-hmm. So he was trying to overreach and overextend his own play which ended up costing him in his plus minus, but it wasn't as bad as the rest of the defense. No, no, not at all. I, I was even saying towards uh, the end of the season, I'm like, just scratch Pareko, scratch Krug, and let's just see Perunovic and Kessel and yeah. Tucker in there just to see what they can do. Yeah, it... To me, it was more of this kid's trying his heart out and it's kind of like that saying that Torpachenko said in one of the pressers after a game, like nobody plays with heart. This kid played with heart yeah. and he tried it. It just wasn't clicking with right. anyone, <laughs> yep. which is completely fine. Yep. Uh, so I mentioned their names uh, recently. Let me ask you now, because I think on the depth chart going into the season, maybe even mm-hmm. two seasons ago, this is a <laughs> definitive answer. I think it might be a little bit more in the air now. Who do you think is higher on the depth chart, Scott Perunovich or Matthew Kessel? Oh, uh, let's see. Cause, right? Because like Where two years ago, Kessel? it was definitely Perunovich. Right. Now it's like, I don't know. Kessel's really <sighs> fallen into favor of okay. management. So Kessel was an NCAA player before. Perunovich was straight out of, I believe, juniors. Mm-hmm. And they're also two years apart, mind you. Mm-hmm. Perunovic is a little bit older, but he has more more experience in the in the pro scene with the AHL after his recovery from that first leg injury. Mm-hmm. That leg injury was bad. Yeah, it was. <laughs> it it very much just destroyed his leg for a while. Mm-hmm. Do I think? that they are switching positions in terms of the depth chart depth chart. I, 
I think right now they're a little more balanced. I think Kessel has a slight edge just because of his lack of injuries. I think Perunovic is still one of the best prospects in the Blues' defensive system, especially for his puck movement abilities and his control over power plays. Mm-hmm. So I'll get I'll give the offensive edge to uh, Perunovic, but I'll give Kessel the defensive edge. Hmm. And this is mostly that... because he played in the AHL an entire season. He didn't do any call ups except for like the small stint at the end of the season, right? But he definitely has more of his defensive game steady because he hasn't had to deal with so many injuries. Perunovic's issue, he's had so many injuries, and they've happened in the defensive zone. Yeah, that's true. So what makes this interesting for me is you talk about how maybe the slight edge goes to Kessel because he's a little bit more defensively responsible. So looking at, let's just say, Blues going to next season with the exact same defense they have now, you know, for the most part. You know, the, the big contracts are still there. Mm-hmm. You got one or two spots. And do you think because of the puck moving defenseman they have right now, Kessel gets that edge because they want somebody out there who's a little bit more defensively responsible with these puck moving defensemen? Hmm. I think I could actually see that, honestly. Hmm. Um, I think it also just comes to the point to, with his injuries, it with uh, Prunovich's injuries, it just makes it harder to see him as a, def- a more defensive-sided defenseman. Mm. And with how many puck-moving defensemen we have, uh, I mean, it, it gives Kessel a lot more options than Prunovich right now. Yeah, I, I agree with you. And hot take, I think Prunovich is going to get traded this summer with a pick to get either a really good 26-year-old player I, I like really think prediction. they'll they'll use it. I could see it because the talk I like right now. I like him. I want to keep him, but right. There's Doug Armstrong doesn't about, want to do a rebuild. There's a lot of talk about Tory Crew getting moved, but I'm and making room for Brudovich. But I've thought about the opposite too. I'm like, well, what if they just mm-hmm. trade Brudovich and they say, well, we've already got Krug for this spot, so we don't need him. It could go either way. It could. It very much could. Um, my issue with it is there's too much money tied up in the defense to maintain a balanced team, in my opinion. I, I feel like trading Krug, getting rid of Scandella, like, I know DA doesn't like to do any buyouts ever. Yes. But I feel like you need to buy him out and let some of the younger players come up. Agree. Yeah, at this point, they've shown he can play. Buy him out. Yeah, I I really feel like it'll be better for them in the long run to either trade him for a small pick, like a seventh rounder, or just buy him out and give some of the younger players a chance. And then you can fill the AHL with future defenseman prospects that you might pick in this upcoming draft and later, uh, later rounds. So uh, three big prospects that were not on the Thunderbirds that everyone's talking about mm-hmm. right now in St. Louis, Zachary Bullduke, oh. Zach Dean, and Jimmy Snuggerud. Those are the kind of the big names that everyone's been, you know, wait till they're any mm-hmm. players. Uh, yep. Of those three, who are you most excited about? So this is going to be a, actually a hot take, but I'm not excited as much about those three as I am excited about one other. And this is one I mentioned earlier, Marc-Andre Gadeau. Ooh, all right. The reason why I'm excited about him is because of just how few defensemen we have in the prospect system. And this kid is just going off. Like, he's only in his second season of the juniors. Or no, sorry, wrong player. He's in his final season of the juniors. He's going to graduate. And he's already showcasing a huge amount of talent. He in, he actually increased his point total by 20 this year. Wow. And he did it while also being on two different teams. 
Wow. And this is a kid that was drafted uh, in the fifth round last year, yep. 152nd overall. And you're saying that is you're correct. most excited about him. Woo! There's a take. I'm most, yeah, I am most excited about him, especially because we have so few defensemen in our system right now. We are log jammed with forwards. Yes, that's true. And it's hard enough trying to find defensemen that'll pan out. I feel like this guy could be a really good defenseman, potentially top four. Wow. That's that's high praise. That's good it to is. hear, though. The Blues need it. <laughs> oh, they do. And some of the best things about his game, he played roughly the same amount of uh, games played last season. His penalty minutes, they're still about the same, actually, which is really good. If you can show consistency with that as a defenseman, you're pretty good. The best part is plus minus went up as well as his point production. Those are huge. Yeah. That literally shows that, yes, he is growing. He is very much a potential hidden gem. That's good to hear. Blue's got that with Pareko, they felt like. So having it again would be very nice Mm -hmm. on the defensive side. Uh, Yeah, Pareko was such an outlier. Yeah, he really was. There's a couple oh. other defensemen that are in the Blues' system that I think a lot of people are, are kind of keeping an eye on. Michael mm-hmm. uh, Buchin, Buch, I always say his name wrong. Buchinger? Buchinger. Buchinger uh, with the OHL's um, uh, Guelph Storm. And then, of course, Leo Louf, who's playing over in well, Finland. If I remember right, I think you have, you're thinking as Buchinger is the wrong position because. Oh, no, he has a D. Okay. I'm thinking of yep. someone else. <laughs> Yeah, no, he's actually kind of surprising, especially for a defenseman on a, like, middle-of-the-pack team in the OHL. And the OHL is the Ontario Hockey League, for anyone that doesn't know. It's one of the three leagues that make up the CHL, which is Canadian Juniors. Yes. So for anyone that doesn't know that, there's your history lesson. Um, From what I've read about Bouchinger is mm -hmm. he's a great power play quarterback. So, again... Another one like that on the defensive side. Yeah. And he's not terrible defensive. Apparently, they say a very good puck mover, no. which right now the Blues have plenty of, but can also play a little defense. Um, the biggest thing for me is his ability to act, his playmaking ability from the blue line as well. Uh, for most of the season with Guelph, he was actually their best defensive player, and he made plays happen. Not just on the power play. I mean, 50, 52 assists as a defenseman. Even in this, Good. even in juniors, that's crazy. Yeah, that's fantastic. And uh, again, he was drafted by the Blues last year, third round, 88th yeah. overall. Uh, and also, he's got a great birthday, April 25th. So <laughs> that is my birthday. But. Oh, uh, okay. He actually graduated the uh, my birthday, uh, the year I graduated high school, is the year he was born. So, oh wow, makes me feel very old. <laughs> oh wow, twenty five, two thousand four. <laughs> I actually found out um, there has never been a single hockey player born on my day. Are you serious? Yep, nobody in the NHL or AHL or any of the juniors have ever played. Yeah, none of them have my birthday. That's crazy. What's your birthday? Yeah, so November 15th. Huh. Tarasenko technically, I was so I was actually a, uh, born a month early. I was supposed to be born the exact same day that Tarasenko was. Oh, wow. Same age? Yeah. Oh, wow. All right. Yep. There you go. But instead I said, no, I want to come out first. <laughs> yeah. You want to beat Tarasenko to this world. Uh huh. <laughs> I don't blame you one bit. But yeah, uh, actually, it's crazy. I saw, let's see who's the other one. Leo Loof, also born ah, on April twenty fifth. Uh, Leo Loof. Yeah, he was. Uh, oh boy, my battery. Uh, I gotta change that. But yeah, born yeah. on April twenty fifth, two thousand two. So I'm like, man, yeah. a couple of blues prospects just love my birthday. Yeah, apparently. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. No. Uh, Leo Luf is really an interesting player. Uh, I remember in the end of season presser, Armstrong said that he is one of the prospects that he's going to be talking to this summer to get signed. Yeah. And I I don't blame him. This kid needs to get. Oh, he is. 
Um, I bl- let's see. Was it him or was it the other one? Uh, there is another player um, that also played in the same league as Leo Luf, even though so Leo Luf is actually a Swedish national, but he plays in the Finnish league, hmm. which is pretty normal there. But it's pretty interesting to see someone not playing the Swedish league but playing the Finnish league. Right. It's interesting to see that little difference. Especially uh, for us in America, where we only see Canadian and U.S. players, true. mostly. That's true. <laughs> uh, so, Leo Luv again drafted 2020, round three, number 88 overall. Oh. Um, and uh, he's 6'1", 179. Uh, I was reading that apparently he's won uh, in the past, won basically an award for the league's best defenseman uh, when he was playing over in, uh, for Farjas, I'm going to, I can't say it, Farjastad, Farastad, uh Sorry, folks. F A R J E S T A D. However, that is said in Finnish. Um, he's also uh, a very good stick handler. So again, somebody who the Blues yeah. might be looking at to step in sooner rather than later if they can trade one of these uh, big defensive contracts. Yeah, no, for sure. And Leo Luf is actually one of the few prospects so far, pending the CHL playoffs. He actually helped his team in Liga uh, win third place bronze medal, which is kind of weird. Their playoffs actually consist of medals, whereas Sweden, uh, DEL, those all consider trophies. So it's interesting to see a league professional league actually work with medals and not trophies. Yeah, that's, that is weird. It's very odd. Uh, yeah. So we, we, we've got a, uh, I mean, again, just a, a plethora of uh, of prospects we could talk through here but uh anyone we haven't mentioned vanessa that that really jumps off the page to you and you're just like yeah blues fans need to know about this player yeah so i have quite a few actually uh one is alexanteri kasamaki he was drafted last year in the third round he actually finished uh fourth in the playoffs losing to leo loose team in the in the finnish liga he played a very solid game, both uh, regular season and playoffs. I feel like this is someone Doug Armstrong should target after this year to potentially sign and bring over to the uh, North American style of ice hockey, especially since the rinks are smaller. Mm. I really like his stats. They're very conservative. He's not trying to get a lot of points, but he's mainly making sure to help his team defensively like really, really well. Hmm. Um, So that's that one. Was it this? Uh, Another one I think we might want to keep an eye on is Arseny Gormizyalov. He's a Russian playing for Ska St. Petersburg. Uh, He's actually dabbled in all three levels of the Russians. Russian Federation's Hockey League. And just so you know, Russia has AHL and junior level uh, players as well as North America. Mm. I believe it's MHL and VHL are junior and AHL level. And then KHL is the NHL equivalent. Uh, He actually was able to advance this entire year and play in the KHL. He didn't play in the playoffs at all. I believe his team was knocked out. I wasn't able to actually look that up yet. That was something I was supposed to do this morning, but I had stuff to do. <laughs> That's all right. But for about 29 games in the pro, like the highest level in Russia, he played very well. This very easily could be a really good player to keep an eye on. Hopefully he doesn't get involved with everything going on in Russia and Ukraine. Hopefully that never happens and we can maybe get him out of there and over to the AHL help fill out our team a little bit more. Yep. But he's definitely one to look at. He's also just as conservative as Kasamaki. So I'll say, uh, let's get these two guys on the team just because my God, those names are phenomenal. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Uh, Let's see. Some of the other ones I feel like we should keep an eye on. Uh, one for sure is Dylan Peterson, uh, drafted in 2023rd round. He's with Boston University. 
he actually uh, faced off against Snuggerud in the semifinals of the Frozen Four. Hmm. And he played very well. I was watching the game. I enjoyed watching him play. I was also rooting for Snuggerud because it's Snuggerud. He's freaking cool. He's an yeah. awesome player. Even yeah, as a freshman. Like, yeah. as a freshman, he's just so good. It's crazy. Yeah. But yeah, no, uh, Dylan Peterson, I think, is someone to keep an eye on. He's going to be potentially entering his fourth year, which will be his final year for the NCAA program. Or he might choose to forego the fourth year and sign with the Blues this summer. That'd be a pretty good uh, prospect to grab. He, Since he's already finished his three years of NCAA, he would technically have a fourth, and then he would graduate he would have until june 1st of that year he graduates before he can sign again and i had to look all of this up when i was looking up and researching the ncaa players ah it's very it's a very interesting thing there's a lot of interesting uh, things with the business yeah. of hockey so oh yes. it's it's amazing <laughs> yeah um let's see another person they should probably keep an eye on uh we do have one player in the ohl who is still playing in the playoffs. His team advanced again. Uh, that would be Landon Sim, drafted last year in the sixth round. Yes, he's produced the same amount of points, but he actually did it in less games, which is still pretty good. It shows that he is developing just at a slower rate, mm. but he's still someone to definitely keep an eye on. This is his sophomore season in the juniors, which is pretty good. Yeah, I read an interesting um, report on him that basically he he's really good at being very patient with the puck. That yes. He will like somebody will come up and, and attack and he waits until the defenseman reaches for the puck to pull out a deke because he knows that'll that'll basically have him off balance. And I'm like, hey, that's a hell of a skill to have at that age. Yeah. So hopefully he can continue that progression. Yeah, and honestly, if he can translate that to the pro scene defenseman better watch out because he can he can make some plays that'll just drop you back on your feet yeah um i will mention this we do have a few players that i really feel like are just not progressing as well as the blues hope um for these i'll just list them off uh this is a seventh rounder in 2021 ivan vorobiev uh He's been bouncing up and down between the AHL, CHL level in Russia, the VHL, and the MHL. At least for right now, he's been stuck in the VHL for this season. It doesn't seem like he's really able to bring his compete level up for the KHL. I feel like he probably would do better coming over to the AHL here in NA. At least maybe to just develop better. Otherwise I don't really see him developing as well. Uh, let's see. So the other two goalies in our prospect pool, they are just, I just don't see them really panning out that well. <laughs> uh, I'm sorry, Colton Ellis. I know you're from the St. Louis Metro region. I, you were just not, you're stuck in the ECHL. And yeah, I'm gonna chirp you. You, your safe percentage is shit, dude. Like you're worse than Swiss cheese. Come on. <laughs> um, the other goalie, uh, Will Cranley. He's not been having a good season on uh, Flintbird Firebirds. They're another team in the OHL. They did make the playoffs barely, but they also lost in pretty sad fashion. <laughs> mm. And he just. He was not having a good season at all, which really sucks. So that was a sixth rounder that probably isn't going to pan out. Yeah, I mean, uh, goalies, man, they are so hit and miss. You can get a guy that'll... They are. I remember Merrick Schwartz. I don't know if you remember that name. I do. Uh, Blues picked him, gosh, that was probably 2008-ish. Yep. And yeah, around 2008. I mean, it was really like this dude like was a hit. The Blues like ran to the podium to make the pick because it was like I can't believe he's still available. Mm -hmm. I think he played what maybe a half an NHL game, never went anywhere, looked yeah. awful in every system since being drafted, and it's just 
And then yeah. sometimes you get a huge hit. You get a guy like a, a, a Brian Elliott drafted in the mm-hmm. ninth round, a round that doesn't even exist anymore, and he's still playing yeah. in the NHL. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, for sure. Uh, I would also like to add, I think out of all the trades the Blues made this season, I think Zachary Dean is the best thing we got back. And we got it back for Ivan Barbashev, mm-hmm. which is saying something. But although Zachary Dean did not make as many points as, let's say, a Zachary Bolduc, who hit over 110, Zachary Dean has been a force of nature when it comes to the playoffs in the QMJ. He leads the entire playoff like set, uh, statistics, 23 total points, 9 goals, 14 assists. He is on the score sheet every single game out of the nine games that they've played. Yeah, nine goals in nine games. Very exciting. <sighs> yeah, and that's not even included all the goals that he assisted. Yeah. Um, yeah, and, and he apparently is a quick skater, quick thinker, which is yep. huge. Uh, I read that his hands are independent of his <clears throat> Oh, boy. My uh, headphones just died. That's okay. We can continue. <laughs> all good. Yep. Anyway, uh, but yeah, he apparently plays at a pace that is just quick. Uh, his hands work quick. His feet are quick. They're working independently of each other and mm-hmm. he's a very maneuverable player. Um, so very exciting. And I'm with you when they got him and I instantly went to the look up who he was and I saw what people were saying about him. I'm like, mm-hmm. and then this playoff run, cause I was paying attention and I'm like, yeah. Oh my God, this Dean kid is killing it. He's not just killing it. He's showing, even under pressure, he can increase his point-per-game average. Regular season, he had a 1.4 point-per-game. Yeah, he blew that out of the water. It's currently sitting at a 2.56. That is huge. Yeah, that's absolutely nuts. Good for him. Yeah, and Bolduc could easily be doing the exact same thing, but because of how well he did in this actual regular season any team that he's playing against they're covering him and they're they're making it their like their sole purpose to keep him off the scoreboard they're doing it he's still finding ways yep but that's only because they know that he is lethal that is the and then then comes dean who is just saying ha you didn't pay attention at all regular season to me now i'm showing you (laughs) That's right. Yeah, I, that's the mark to me of a good player because, you know, eventually yeah. you're going to draw the best defenseman, the best structure is going to be played against you in your line. And if you can still find a way to even basically moonshot yourself to where you're even playing better and you're playing on a higher level, yep. holy shit, look out. That's the way to go. Uh, this is actually going to be Zach Dean's final year allowed in juniors, uh, if I remember correctly. He should age out easily. I think he can actually compete for a spot on the roster. That's great to hear, man. I, imagine going. I, I actually think it's going to be between uh, Zach Dean and Zachary Bolduke. We are going to see a new Zachary on the on the actual roster come opening night. Oh, Just boy. not sure which one. We'll see. We'll see. I, yeah, imagine the Golden Knights fans if uh, Barbashev moves well, on. They're, they're kind of mad. Yeah, and Dean's on the opening lineup for the Blues that night. Yeah. No, and it's it's the funniest thing. I have a friend or two that actually live in Vegas or they visit often, and they're they're all upset. They're just like, why do we have to trade him? Couldn't we have traded someone a little bit less? Like, damn it. (laughs) It's like, no. I mean, that's and that's what I say. People are like, well, you know, back before the trade, you got to yeah. hope that the Blues, if they can hold out long enough, maybe they'll get a first-rounder and for Barbashev and get three first-rounders this year in trades. And I'm like, you kind of did. Zach Dean, is yeah, now. And he, to me, he's even better than a first-rounder because he's already well through his development. I think yeah. that was an excellent trade by Doug Armstrong. Yeah. At, at first, I thought I was dreaming when I woke up and I saw that news posting. It's like, wait a minute, wait a minute. Because this is actually a guy that I took a look at just by doing a small bit of research throughout the year 
seeing who Bolduc's competition was. And I'm like, wait a minute. This guy was the first rounder for like late in 2021. Hold up. Yep. Pretty crazy. Yeah. No. And I, I completely agree with that statement that they did get three first rounders. It's just one of them was already used to pick a first round caliber player. Yeah. And you get, again, you got a first rounder that is already in his development. And so maybe even next year we see fruits of the labor of trading Ivan Barbashev. Yeah. Which is crazy. Uh, And if I remember correctly, Barbashev, he was, uh, what was his draft year? Oh, geez. Yeah, he was a second rounder in 2014. 14, yeah. Yep. Like, used that alone, that is amazing. He was used in the pick that uh, the Blues acquired in the original David Perron trade. That's right. Yep. Yep. Uh, okay. That. That's what it was. So, uh, anyway, <laughs> well, this, is, uh, this has been a lot of fun, Vanessa. Before we wrap up, though, um, I do want to say I haven't – officially announced it yet uh actually i think i will this episode so for those of you listening you've probably already heard me say this uh vanessa is part of our panel for the uh summer series that we're doing of the all-time team so i've already gotten i believe i've gotten all your picks already yeah uh so i've seen yeah you got all of them solid i love it and uh you know we'll be revealing the the winners here uh well the i guess the finalists for the team after some twitter polls but um Hope you had fun picking your team, and we're happy to have you on board. And, again, I don't think this is going to be the only time we'll hear from you this summer. We'll probably bring you on again to talk about uh, some of the picks in our reveal shows of the all-time team. Okay. Yeah, no, for sure. Cool. Um, Awesome. Well, Vanessa, again, always have a pleasure talking with you. Love that we talk about prospects with you. That is even cooler because we don't get to get a lot of prospect talk on Mm -hmm. the show. So. Uh, love it. And, uh, thank you very much for your insight. I know our, our listeners appreciate it too. Yeah, no, it's not a problem. And honestly, I'm sorry, but I am going to trip you. At least I can go bar down. Oh, you did bar down. <laughs> we got it on video. <laughs> yes. And I called it. You did. I, I made sure in our video to include that, that you saying like, Oh, I did. Go I bar saw down. it. <laughs> I was like, I got to put that in there. <laughs> Yep. Yep. I had a chance to go bar down today and I went about five feet wide. So. <laughs> oh, yeah. Well, rolled off my stick. Maybe during that hockey fest thing in May, you can uh, do that in front of Chris Pr- uh, Pronger. Yes, I'll do my best. <laughs> and then I'll turn around and chirp him. It's the guy on shoes playing hockey. <laughs> yep. That'll be amazing. Well, thank you very much, Vanessa. It's, it's always a pleasure talking with you and uh, love having you on. Thank you very much. Yeah. Thank you. Well, as we get ready to close up the show, I just wanted to share some insight from our friend Mike Burgoyne over at strikewithmike.com. Uh, I actually spoke with him the other day, and he just kind of made a comment that the market right now is super tricky, his words exactly. Uh, so right now you're better off with a professional to help you navigate it. Um, I've read a little bit just because I've just been interested in the work he does. Um, I read that interest rates are still rising and investors should be putting more money down when a- applicable. Uh, going into a purchase with zero money down may not be a great idea anymore. I'm reading all this stuff and I'm just like, oh man, like having this insight when I bought my house would have been super nice. And I know that Mike is the guy that can help you with that. So again, strikewithmike.com. Check that out. Talk to Mike Burgoyne. Uh, he is going to be on top of all this stuff that about interest rates, home loans, uh, zero money down, any of those buzzwords that you hear in real estate. Uh, he's on top of it. He knows what he's doing. So um, he's going to be in your corner. So again, we can't stress enough, and we're happy to have him back for summer, as well as Dustin Paul at RockinThatIDLife.com and Center Ice Brewery. We're so happy to have them back on board uh, this summer. But still, uh, just uh, you know, Mike does a great job with real estate. Again, I've been I'm a friend of his. I follow him on Facebook, and constantly seeing how he's winning awards, he's getting named like a great spot or a great realtor in in um, in his uh, uh, brokerage firm. So again, great job with Mike Burgoyne. If you're looking to buy or sell, make sure you hit him up. 
I also want to take this moment to thank Vanessa one more time for joining us on the show and for being a part of our Blues All-Time Team panel. Look forward to talking to her a little bit more over the summer. So uh, thanks again for her awesome insight on this episode. Uh, we will have another special guest next week. Not sure who that is quite yet, so don't really go anywhere because it will be somebody cool, I promise. Uh, after that, we'll likely have something uh, dedicated to the announcement of the draft lottery because that will be the following week. That's coming up, folks. Uh, and then uh, we'll probably have our first reveal show after that as long as there's no crazy news uh, and we have to go live with the show. We'll have our first reveal show for the Blues all-time team, uh, and that will be a left-handed defenseman show. So we'll see which three players make the starting lineup for the Blues all-time team in just a couple weeks. So stay tuned for that one as well. Uh, that'll do it for this week's episode. Support for Let's Go Blues Radio is brought to you in part by RockinThatIDLive.com, where spring cleaning isn't just for your home. Let's clean up your health together. Visit RockinThatIDLife.com for more information. That's RockinThatIDLife.com. And get 10% off by emailing Dustin at RockinThatIDLife at gmail.com and tell him Let's Go Blues Radio sent you. And by Mike Burgoyne from Real Brokerage Realty. Visit StrikeWithMike.com today for all of your home buying and selling needs. That's StrikeWithMike.com. And again, tell him that Let's Go Blues Radio sent you. And by Center Ice Brewery, St. Louis's tasty hockey-themed beer. Check out centericebrewery.com and navigate to their Where to Find Us page for availability. That's Center Ice Brewery beer. Please drink responsibly. That will do it for Episode 1 of Season 12 of the original St. Louis Blues Hockey Podcast, Let's Go Blues Radio. Uh, that's it for this week's show. Thank you kindly for tuning in, and have a great week, everyone. For Kurt Price, Bill Day, and producer Austin, I'm Jeff Ponder, and I will talk with you next week. This was Let's Go Blues Radio. Until next time, everyone, all four city, let's go cards, let's go blues. Sit, Ubu, sit. Good dog. <laughs> you thought I was going to say, uh, son of a bitch, didn't you? <laughs>